Hello, we're hanging out on a Google Hangout on a Wednesday night. Uh, for the first time back together, the band is back together for the first time since uh, November. Plus one. Plus one, we got a guest. Uh, he, You know him from many podcasts. His name is Mac Johnson, and this is the Natty Bros Podcast. I'm Zach Brooks. And I'm Anthony D'Angelo. Coming up on the pod, uh, inspired uh, by a, a soon-to-be uh, compiled culturalist list, it's the top ten disaster movies of all time. Um, but before we get into that and before we uh, introduce and allow Mac to introduce himself a little bit further, our usual house business, you can uh, visit our website, nattybros.com, where you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can uh, you can listen to us there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Natty Bros. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com uh, slash Natty Bros. And we're going to be um, setting up a, a cultural page where you could find all of our our, our top ten uh, listings and, and rankings, uh, and we'll uh, keep an eye on our, our Twitter and Facebook accounts. We'll have that link there uh, in the next day or two. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Culturalist, it's uh, a great social network website that you can get on, and you can go on and make your own top ten lists, and you can make top ten lists that uh, counter what we say, and you can either agree or disagree, or you can make top ten lists on anything from uh, best pizza toppings to favorite Scarlett Johansson movies. Yeah, and for those of you for those of you at home who have, who have listened to us before, uh, if you've heard our Sandwich podcast, if you've heard our Childhood Cartoons podcast, uh, you know that one of the things that, that we like to do is debate, to, to rank, and to, uh, you know, to figure out what is the best, right? You know, we, we, we rank the best sandwich, we rank the best Childhood cartoon, uh, and today, with the help of our good friend Mac Johnson, we are going to rank the best disaster movie of all time. Because we are... <laughs> all-knowing, clairvoyant, with the help of Mac Johnson. Mac, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Mac Johnson. I'm a special guest, and uh, I have my own special guest behind me. <laughs> that's, that's Mandy. <laughs> She's a little it, tired. It sounded like you said Manity, but I know you said Manity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's acting kind of like a Manity. On a beach. And I mean, you know, really, what what disaster flick isn't perfect without a uh, without a dog? There's got to be like a dog sidekick, right? Yeah, and, and, and definitely escapes. there are some, there are some very important dogs in some of these disaster flicks we're going to talk about. True. So, uh, Mac, are you a big fan of the disaster movie? Um, I came to realize when you guys asked me to do this that actually, not really. I'm not. I don't know. Uh, there's a few that I'm big on, but I actually haven't seen a lot of the uh, the most popular ones. Deep Impact, never seen it. Never seen and, it. You know, Deep Impact really <laughs> a waste waste of a movie title on a regular movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that 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 was that was like the ultimate softball to the adult film industry. It was just like, here, <laughs> run with it, guys. It's all yours. Balls Deep Impact. <laughs> and you went there, it's, right? Is this a family podcast? <laughs> uh, you know, not anymore. Yeah, not no. We're losing we're losing families by the uh, by the minute here. Yeah. Uh, so I think you know we like to start off these podcasts just by defining what we're going to talk about because without parameters you could say the Notebook is a disaster movie. According How so? Wikipedia. Um, or Five Hundred Days of Summer, which is my yes. favorite disaster movie. Yeah. Uh, but. You know what? What do you what do you think, Anthony? What do you think is a qualifies as a disaster movie? I, I think I, I think a a disaster movie is any movie in which a a main plot point is an outside force that 
uh, completely changes the world around the main characters for the worse, right? So, uh, you know, that, that, that could be uh, a virus or a disease. That could be some sort of a natural disaster. That could be some sort of a man-made disaster. That could be um, some sort of an alien invasion. Uh, so any, anything where there is a, an, an outside force, man-made or otherwise, that uh, completely changes the environment um, of the main characters for the worse. Mac, what are your thoughts on disaster movies? No, I agree with Anthony. It's a, there's an external force. It's, it usually happens to a group of people. I feel like, and they have to learn to work together to overcome it. It's usually like a diverse group of people, uh, sometimes also with the dog. And yes. Yeah, and they have to work to overcome it. Yeah, I, I would agree with both of you guys. I was a little bit more strict with my thoughts on disaster movies. I think anything by Roland Emmerich, uh, the great director of 2020. <laughs> those are all disasters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are all great disasters. But I think it really boils down to, to one thing, and I, I wrote this down, is big shit getting destroyed. Mm. I think that's mm. that's how I would classify it. Okay, because I had a similar thought too, but then I was thinking about certain movies, and I've seen The Birds reference as a disaster movie, because there's like an external force that upsets the natural order. All these birds are attacking people, but there's not really much destruction except for people getting killed. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's, no, there's no buildings blowing up, but it's it's got it kind of follows the same plot lines and it's got, it's, it's got a similar like, you know, story trajectory, but there's not that much of like a destruction toll. Well, I mean, and, and I'll bring this up and, and not to, not to bring sandwiches into this, but you know, if, if you're, if you've got your, you can, you can check off sandwiches. But one of the things that we talked about when we did a sandwich podcast was sandwich intent. Right, you, you know, it is when we were discussing whether or not something was a sandwich, uh, you know, was it intended to to be a sandwich, uh, in the the full kind of philosophic view of of what is a sandwich, and I feel like the birds isn't intended to be or isn't thought of it as a disaster movie. No, so I would agree. Kind of a horror film, right? You know, it, it's scary, but it's not really a disaster movie. Yeah, and I feel like there's a real thin line between disaster movie and horror movie. Agreed. I don't I don't know if there necessarily is anything that kind of crosses both. Like, you know, could you say some of the Final Destination movies could be considered disaster movies because they destroy big bridges and it's an external force, it's a spiritual force. Right. Supernatural. It's so. not, yeah, it's not an isolate. It's like repeatedly, you know, yeah. different, different things. So I think the main thing... Uh, that I was looking at, at least when I'm looking at our list of maybes we have, of like movies we might look at, is is there another kind of movie that it could, like another category that jumps to your mind first? Like some of these you could consider disaster movies like uh, in some respects, but if there's something else that is more immediately evident, like then maybe, you know, that's not one we should include. Yeah, I mean, call me maybe, right? That's what they say. Yeah, and, and and I think I think a perfect example of that. But before we we get into our our maybes here, are a lot of war movies, right? I mean, a lot of war movies, big stuff blows up, like Saving Private Ryan, blowing up all the time. It's great. It's not a disaster movie, right? It, it's it's a war movie. So and a love story. True. 
yeah, a bro love story. And you know, really, that's that's what you said, Mac. I think that that really is a great way to look at this list. And of course, all these lists are going to be, you know, we we think we know everything, but these are going to be subjective, and um, that's why we want you to interact with us. To tweet at us at Natty Bros, let us know if you if you agree, you disagree. Find our list on Culturalist. Uh, that account will probably be called Natty Bros when we have it set up tomorrow. Uh, you can comment on that list, and um, you know. We want to hear from you, and you know if there's a list you want to see us make, you know no list is too obscure. Uh, yeah. We will we will act like we know everything about something. Yeah, sandwiches, uh, other foods that could be sandwiched, pretty much anything. Yeah. So let's uh, should we dig into the maybes? Oh, call me. Yeah. Can we cue up the song? No, no, no. <laughs> we, 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 don't have, we don't have we don't have kind of rights money for that. Place. Here's an idea. Pause this podcast, go to Google, <laughs> type in Call Me Maybe, then type in Maybe Funke, look at both of those, and then come back and hit no, play. Again. Please don't pause the podcast because you're never going to come back. <laughs> All right. Okay. Our first movie that's a maybe, uh, and we're just going to real quick go through these, just kind of, you know, first thought, like like Max said, if another type of genre comes to mind, then we're going to throw it out. We're not going to count it. First one is Tap the Block. Mac, why don't you lead off? What do you think about Attack the Block? Uh, I love Attack the Block. I think it's a great movie, but I wouldn't call it a disaster movie. It's more of an alien invasion movie. Um, and just, yeah, going by that criteria earlier, that's the first thing that pops in my head. I think Attack the Block, I think alien invasion horror comedy. Yeah. Mm. Did you Have you seen Attack the Block? I've, I've never seen it. I did read the Wikipedia earlier, and I will say, as someone who scanned a Wikipedia article... Uh, I did not get disaster movie vibe from it. Yeah, it's it's more of a of a kind of alien invasion comedy. Mac actually took me to go see this for a press screening or a, a, some sort of screening way back in the day. Hot date? Uh, yeah, was, him, yeah, apparently. Yeah, I got a I got a, uh, <laughs> a popcorn and cut the hole in it. So <laughs> I agree. It's not a disaster movie, but it's a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, also, one of the stars of this movie is going to be in the new Star Wars. So uh, yeah. All right, oh. well, that's, that's one down. Look at that. We're, we're breezing through. Yeah. Our next one, based on the classic children's game... Shoes and Waters. Battleship. Battleship. Not the internship. Now, this movie was a disaster. Um, I... No. I don't know. This is not a disaster movie. Not Did you guys see this movie? Blew up. Did you guys see Battleship? Anthony saw it. Uh, I've seen part of it. I've seen it multiple times. I've I've actually seen it like six times. (laughs) So you recommend it? Wait, this isn't public, right? This is this is all off the record. Okay, good. Uh, Is that that a no on Battleship? I'm fine with no. I never saw it. Um, Rihanna's in it, right? I mean, it is. It does have like the Transformers, you know, and Transformers isn't one. Well, spoiler alert, Transformers isn't one we're going to talk about, but it's, it's got the same type of vibe where the alien machine things It's come a down. lot like Transformers, but there's more water, and it's not as good. No, it, it's not, it's not, not as good as Transformers. Transformers. Well, no. If the movie was long enough, everything would rust. Well, we're clearly taking way too long on rusty Transformers, <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> All right, next one, uh, the classic Bruce Willis, 12 Monkeys. Yes. Yes, I think it is. I, Zach, did you? Was that a yes from you, or were you? Just, it's actually a no from me, but okay. uh, you know, 
Does this I'm make me the tiebreaker? Now, because this is the thing, it is, it's a, I guess you could say it's like a dystopian future movie, which in itself is kind of a disaster, but, I mean, granted, there aren't, like, big explosions, but, I mean, there's, like, a disease, right, and, like, like it's a lot of, like, Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt, like, kind of teaming up. I feel like we're trying to get a movie that's a guy, like, it's a disease-type movie. You know, if that's the idea of the disaster, we want to talk about, a di- like, a disease disaster, an outbreak, I think Contagion would actually be a better choice. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm walking this back, and I'm saying... Because this is the thing. I feel like this movie deals... It's, it's too much after, kind of, the, like, initial Contagion part, and it's dealing more with the aftermath. I feel like a disaster movie generally deals with the disaster as it's happening. Right. Like, I think Contagion, you know, as I... I wouldn't mind putting Contagion on the list. Okay. Because Contagion is all about, you know, it's, it's a terrifying yeah. movie. I've never no, seen Anthony it. Anthony actually just stole my rebuttal, which was, that, yeah, I think the disaster needs to hit in the movie. Like, there's a status quo, and then something changes it. Yeah. And 12 Monkeys, I think of more of, like, a dystopian time travel movie. And dystopian time travel movie could be a great list that we could do later. I love dystopian time travel movies. Yeah. My, my favorite dystopia is alternate 1985 from Back to the Future Part 2. Oh, Biff. Biff controls everything. That's awesome. <laughs> and he's married to got so much cooler. <laughs> well, this the next movie is what I couldn't remember the name of earlier today, and I had to ask Mac, hey, what's that Monsters vs. Robots movie from last year? Because I just blanked. Oh, did, we, did we just Philomena. see it? Pacific Rim. <laughs> Pacific Rim. Robot Steve Coogan versus Monster Judy Dash. Well, 12 years of robot. <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you think about Pacific Rim? Is this a uh, disaster movie? This one was, we talked about this one earlier, and I'm, I was kind of borderline on it because I really like Pacific Rim also, so I just kind of want to include it so we can talk about it, but... I feel kind of like it's a no. It's more of a monster movie because the destruction element, that's not like, it's not like people are trying to survive this destruction that's happening all around them. They're getting in big robots and fighting monsters. Like, it's like a, a monster fight movie. If it was about the people who are, like, trapped in the buildings that are getting knocked down by the kaiju, then I would say it's more of a disaster movie. <laughs> And kaiju. kaiju, all right? I know my monster names. Um, like, if in the first, the opening of the movie, like we mentioned before, is kind of like a, it's like a disaster movie in like 12 minutes or something, where they go through how it all started and all that, but you're still not seeing how it affects the individual characters, except for like the, the main guys who become robot pilots. I'm going to need to stop you right there, because I think you're absolutely wrong. If, if you look at what qualifies according to our metrics, okay. does, does, does big shit get blown up? Uh, yeah. Right? Do, do a, a group of people band together to, to fight back? Yes, and a small group of people. Right? I, I, think, I think this is a quintessential disaster movie. We, we, we see the disaster. We're, we're a part of the disaster in, in the process. Right? We, we see people of all walks of life coming together. Right to fight back. Yes, they happen to be in big robot suits. Awesome. <laughs> right. I mean, but 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 they they fight back nonetheless. And you know, I think 
I think I'm with Anthony on this. I think we should include Pacific Rim, um, at least to give it a shot in the, in the final tournament of disaster movies. Uh, I think that the, the issue, Matt, that you're touching on a little bit is that the disaster movie part of this movie is the first 15 minutes, yeah. and the rest of the movie is kind of another story. I feel like it's kind of in the background. I feel like the disaster elements are like, that's part of the stakes for like the climax in the beginning, but... <laughs> It's not like the full. That's not what the point of the movie is. It's about fights between monsters, and I, I'll defer to the bros in this case. Well, I mean, we're going to defer to the majority. It doesn't matter, you know, what combination of the three of us is in the majority. That's how this yeah. will work. Okay. But and what, I, that's what I'm really aggressive. Is, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be aggressive with you, Mac. Uh, no. No, well, I, I just want to fire up about this. What say does Mandy get? Because Mandy and I had a very long discussion about Pacific Rim <laughs> earlier today. So long that she's passed out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think also a big part of our rankings will not only be like what's the best disaster movie, but also what you know, if a movie is not quite a quintessential disaster movie, that might knock it down a couple slot spots hmm. or slots. So I'm gonna put this in the final. Yeah, it's okay. good. It's good. We're gonna keep moving hand. on. Uh, our next, this is kind of a category of disaster movies, yeah. uh, and we could be opening a whole bag of worms or zombies. Uh, we have. Too many to name zombie movies. Zombie movies. Too many to name. So are zombie movies disaster movies? So I, I, I want to start right off the bat. I, zombie movies, in my mind, are the hamburgers. Uh, you can go ahead and check that, that sandwich box off again, folks. The, 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 your hamburgers of, of disaster movies, right? I, I think there's there's far too there's such a variety within that subcategory that for the sake of this ranking, trying to trying to classify what a what constitutes a zombie movie, I just think for simplicity's sake, let's let's take zombie movies, put them aside, and and perhaps some other time we can do a top ten zombie movie ranking. I second that. Yeah, that works for me. Right. If it's big enough to have its own movies? subcategory of like its own rules. <laughs> the, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, it's not gonna work. I, I try to ask this question again. Do you guys like zombie movies? I like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is great. I enjoy a good zombie movie. But I mean, in general, like like I am Legend, horrible. Um, well, those were zombie vampires, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we won't get into this. This will, be, this will be a later date. We'll save this one. I'll put, okay. I'll pin this one up on the board. Oh, on Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, on my Pinterest board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is one I think, you know, I think there's definitely some good debate here. Airplane. <laughs> the hilarious airplane. Not to be confused with airport. Yes. Or, th- there were like a bunch of airports. There was like Airport 75, Airport 77. I really don't get what those were. DCA, DW. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um. Let's let's keep parodies out of this. I love Airplane. It was like one of my favorite movies as a child. But let's let's keep parodies out of this. No, I agree. Because um, when you think of Airplane, you, oh, comedy. I mean, it's it's a spoof of disaster movies, of the airplane disaster movies. But I mean, it's also a spoof on everything in the late seventies. Yeah. yeah, and surely we're serious about this. And we are serious. Yeah. Stop calling us Shirley. Yeah. So, all right, I, I'm fine with oh, flying with deplaning off of airplane, uh, just for the sake of time. <laughs> we have 
uh, Firestorm, and if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see the caption says, nobody saw this movie except Howie Long's mom. Uh, she probably liked it on Facebook also. Uh, what do you guys think about Firestorm? Is that a disaster movie besides being a disaster? Uh, I think it's definitely a disaster movie, and I say that quite confidently, having never seen it. Um <laughs> But I do know that there's a raging fire that Howie Long fights. And he, at some point, he jumps out of the water and throws an axe, because I remember that from the trailer. Um, but having never seen it, I, don't, I can't really say that we should include it, because what are we going to talk about except Howie Long's acting career? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hold this off until we do our top ten Howie Long movies, and then we can come yeah. back to it. I can mean, we do, like, a, a commentary? Can we do, like, a live commentary, like the first time we ever watched Firestorm? I mean, I don't see why not. Okay. That's why the internet exists. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Why you know, if we're not going to include Firestorm, then I guess I can throw out Backdraft and Ladder 57 and all of my all of my uh, favorite firefighter movies. But Backdraft, another movie that they really missed the, missed the boat on an adult film title for, I think. All right. Next up on our movies, one of my favorite movies. One of all of ours. Children of Men with Clive Owen. Uh, this movie is about the future where babies have not been born in 25 years and the youngest child on Earth died uh, to set off a chain of events. Say that with your Michael Caine voice. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, please. No, nobody actually tried Michael Caine voice. Um, again, this is, a, this is kind of within like the 12 Monkeys realm, right? Like This is a bit of a dystopian future. I, I think when we, when we do our, our dystopian future podcast, I feel like this and 12 Monkeys are going to be up there. Yeah. I, I think for, for the sake of, of this, put it aside, be depressed some other time. Yeah. But again, we're not seeing the disaster happening. We're, like, suddenly just thrown into, like, a world where the disaster happened years ago. Yeah. yeah. I also don't think seeing that disaster happen would be entertaining at all, because it no. doesn't seem like it was, like... Watching women not have babies. Yeah. Thrill babies. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I think this is the last one, unless I've lost one of the slips. Uh, another movie that came out last year, uh, The World's End. Simon Pegg, The World's End. Mac, I know uh, I love that movie, again, but I, I think it's more of an invasion movie, because it's they're taking off things like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and that kind of thing, where it's, it's more about... Um, it's it's almost a subset of the disaster genre, I guess. Again, like like the zombie movie, where there's enough of them to where it just opens up a whole can of worms. Yeah, I I think that Simon Pegg movies are their own, you know, their their own genre. Like I I I agree. Like it's I thought it was a fantastic mm-hmm. movie, um, but I think compared to what I know is in the hat, it's just it's not gonna fit. What's in the hat? What's in the hat? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I also didn't like The World's End as much as you guys do. Oh. I know, I'm horrible. I saw it on the way to London, and it just didn't do anything for me. Uh, Although I watched it on a plane. Yeah. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, but I was going to London, so... You know. All right, well... Yeah, I don't know. To the hat. To the hat. Oh man, to the hat. So, uh, for, for those of you who don't know how we how we generally do this, for those of you at home who are listening, this is how this works. 
Um, Zach will will pick a strip of paper with a movie name on the hat. Uh, we will then, on, on a scale of one through ten, um, decide where we should put that movie. We will then go to a next strip if if we think that that movie should go above or below. We will put it thusly. Um, as we we get more on there, um, our rankings will change. Some some of these movies will get knocked down out of the top ten. Others will get knocked back up uh, as, as we see movies. Um, so there's a lot of ebb and flow, a lot of moving parts, a lot of wheels within wheels. So keep up. Here we go. First movie. And let's hope that nothing has the chicken salad incident of 2013, oh, where chicken salad was pulled first and just subsequently knocked down and down and down off the board, and, and unfortunately ranked very low on the sandwich. Uh, it, it, it was a it was a top tier too. If, if I remember correctly. So our first movie, and uh, you can, if you want to introduce this one, feel free. Towering Inferno, our first movie. Towering Inferno. It's Towering Inferno. Um, I am I am not incredibly familiar with Towering Inferno. Um, yeah, I know that it is. Uh, the Towering Inferno is a movie about a building that's on fire, and that's about all I know about it. Has anyone seen it? Have any, has any of us seen it? It's on my list. It's got. I mean, I would really like to see it. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it, it's a, a 1974 Steve McQueen Paul Newman classic. Um, I only say classic because I'm I'm guessing. Uh, I I will say this. The only way I know this is good is that IMDb tells me people like this also like True Lies, and if that's the case, hot damn, it's going to be great. Mac, have you seen this movie? I haven't. Uh, no, I've never seen The Towering Inferno, but I do know that Steve McQueen and Paul Newman are both awesome, so I'm going to vote for it for number one right off the bat. Just put it up there. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is one of those quintessential disaster movies. I feel yeah. like whenever you say disaster movies, people say you know, Independence Day 2012, Towering Inferno. Like, Towering Inferno is usually one of the, the top ones that they mention, I feel like. Yeah, it's well, it's one of the ones, like, it's it's one of the ones that sets the template for all the ones that come after it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, you know, having not seen it, I think, you know, I'm okay blindly ranking it. So uh, let's just start it right at the top and see where it ends up. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and again, the, the, the summary on IMDb, at an opening party of a colossal but poorly constructed office building, a massive fire breaks out that threatens to destroy the tower and everyone in it. I feel like there's another movie like this that probably will be on the on the board later uh, called the Poseidon Adventure, Adventure which yeah. I think is the same type of thing where it's a it's a but it takes place on a boat. Yeah, so, so I think this, completely like, this, opposite. This movie or Poseidon Adventure kind of kicked off the uh, the whole disaster genre of the '70s. I feel like. Right. All right, the next one. Uh, it's another one. I don't know how many of us have seen. I've seen it. I've seen it. Deep Impact. The aptly named Deep Impact. Uh, what do you think, Anthony? So, correct me if I'm wrong, but Deep Impact and uh, Armageddon came out the same year. Yeah. Um. And and I'm fairly certain that Armageddon is is somewhere in that hat. I I think that when, when we look back on that summer, because I'm assuming that they were both summer movies, Armageddon far and away outstrips Deep Impact in our greater movie consciousness for for what defined that genre in that summer. Um, so I think I think this, the sheer fact that it didn't hold up as, like, compared to another movie that year, 
much less like like when was the last time you saw it on TNT or yeah you really or like whenever like on, that on replay yeah That's the true I, measure just, of quality is <laughs> yes how Jeff, often it's on TNT some real talk on this podcast but what I will say is this does you know if we're talking disaster movies this is quintessential disaster movies. it's an asteroid that hits Earth we actually see the impact uh, it's from deep. the title <laughs> it's yeah. deep. We we do see in this movie we see the impact of the asteroid hitting Earth and sorry if that's a spoiler but this movie came out in 1997 or 1998 so yeah. uh, you know it's dust, dust off your DV, your your VHS player folks but what I think this movie does give us those are called VCRs and it's just for that is uh, we get some Morgan Freeman as president <sighs> yes so uh, I mean I, I'm fine putting this below Towering Inferno like it too I agreed. I haven't I mean, it, seen it, it so it like ranking two movies I haven't seen. Yes, that is constantly <laughs> yeah. where I will yeah. place them. Yeah, yeah. This is this is methodology at its <laughs> finest, folks. So we have another movie that I don't think any of us have seen, <laughs> but it's a disaster, uh, and that is it's a uh, rock and roll shake and bake earthquake. I'm assuming w- was, wasn't there a wrestler by the name of Earthquake? <laughs> That's actually all I can think of. <laughs> Um, he, he was a, a rotund fella, correct? <laughs> I believe so. Um, I don't know. Oh, all right, Charlton so, Heston's in this movie. Charlton Heston, yeah. Andrew Gardner. Um, the the tagline is when the big one finally hits L.A. Oh, George Kennedy was also in this. As the big one. Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's the big one. It's just George Kennedy walking around L.A. <laughs> Um, I feel like these first three picks have really like showcased our lack of preparation for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I saw Deep Impact like ten years ago. <laughs> uh, so, so we're talking about movies. Uh, so it was written by Mario Puzo. Hey, I mean, that's interesting. Godfather, yeah. Yeah, how about that? Um, I know what I do know is that I, when I went to Universal Studios, they have a ride, and the ride is like the earthquake ride, and I don't think it's actually there. What anymore. year was that? It was sometime in the nineties. Okay, uh, and Maybe it's also the ride that Universal Studios during an earthquake. Oh man, <laughs> that would be ter- they're terrifying. Your parents told you it was a ride. <laughs> so, uh, but the the ride for earthquake was also used in hmm. Beverly Hills Cop Three as like the main. Um, zombie ride, if you remember that in Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, wow. So speaking of disasters, so so there there's some crossover appeal to this movie. Yeah, is what you're saying. I mean, I think this is like a, another one of those quintessential uh, movies. But I, w- I mean, I, I wouldn't rank this above Deep Impact. I've got a feeling this movie does not hold up. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Probably not a lot of relevance to uh, to today. At all, I will give it credit for naming the disaster in the title of the movie. Very direct. Yeah. It is very direct. In I its like approach. the title. Was there was there an exclamation point? No, no, it's just earthquake. maybe an earthquake too. Yeah, electric earthquake. <laughs> Alu. Um, it also won one Oscar according to IMDb, and you can watch it now on Amazon Instant Streaming. Yeah. So Do you guys want to like pause real quick and watch it? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Walter Matthau is in this movie as a drunk. <laughs> That's amazing. Also, his name is Walter Matasakiachiakitachi. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's his know. character's name. Yeah, no, that's his act. That's his like pen name in the movie. Oh, that's how he was credited. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that's I enough know. to put it number one in my book. 
Well, you know, I think I think we're all a little nervous about global warming, and so this next movie addresses the global warming Man. crisis, the impending global warming crisis, and that is the day after tomorrow, a Roland Emmerich classic, Friday. Friday. Oh, all right. So next Friday, so much better than the original Friday. Discuss. Friday after next, not as good. Ooh, I believe it. Uh, so, have, have I? Am I the only one who's seen Day After Tomorrow? I'm sure. We're all seen, is, right? is that the one? That's the one with with one of the Quaid's, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid. And Elijah Wood, the, and Elijah Wood. Just kidding, Jake, Jake, Jake Hall. Yeah. Sure, it's all they're all the same. I, I've they seen are it. Very similar. It, it, it's got one Quaid and one Gyllenhaal. Ooh, God, that, that's that's like a, I don't know, that, that's like a Yelena away from from a, a triple threat. Um, it was all right. Like like that that to me is like a TNT movie. Oh, totally. That's so I, that's the only way I've seen it. I've seen like thirty minutes of this movie on TNT. Did you ever see when South Park made fun of this movie? Yes, they did a really good job. And that's actually how I'm going to rank this movie. I'm going to rank it based on my knowledge from the South Park episode. I mean, I, I would put it above Deep Impact. I would put it above Earthquake, but below Deep Impact. I, I think I'm with Anthony here. Uh, and having not seen either of these movies in their entirety, just because <laughs> one has Morgan Freeman as president and one has CGI tigers. Oh, I forgot about the tigers. Like, yeah, definitely. In like a library or something. Yeah, they they burn. They're I think they're um they're cougars and they burn books to stay warm. And then the guy has a Nazi problem. Nazi cougars. Okay. So, um, eventually we're gonna get to some movies that we've all seen. Right. I know that. That's true. And I think this is one of those first ones. War of the Worlds. This is the one from uh like 2008, maybe 2007. Oh, the, the Tom Cruise. I actually Tom Cruise. just just saw this the other day. Yeah, we'll speak. Um, now. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I I saw it in the theater, and I remember not liking it in the theater. So I, I feel like it's grown on me. There, there, there's that one scene with him and, was it Tim Robbins? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a little, that's a little weird, but good. Um, yeah, but I thought it was decent. It, it, it's like a good, like, Sunday afternoon if there's no football on, or it's raining outside, and... You've got nothing else to do. Fodder. If you live in Iowa, it's a great movie. If you live in Iowa, yeah, like, or if you're like under house arrest, maybe. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what would would drive you to watch this. But if you had to, it's not bad. I really hated it when I saw it because um, I thought the kids were super annoying, and I think Dakota Fanning is one of the kids. Yeah, her sister. Um, so you know, I, I I don't know. I put it towards the bottom of the list. Hmm. It's better than Earthquake. I would assume. <laughs> now, you know what? No, I'm going to put this below Earthquake, and, and this is why. Because at least, because at least Earthquake, like, launched other, like, helped launch, like, other natural disaster movies. Like, Day After Tomorrow was a... We're talking about World of Worlds. World of Worlds was a, like, a failed reboot of an actual good disaster movie. I want to talk about Day After Tomorrow again. Damn it. I'm fired up. What I will say that I liked about World of Worlds, and I'm sorry, Mac, I'll let you talk in a second because I know you haven't had a chance to speak on this, is my friend Mark Donnelly talked to me about this movie once after I saw it. And Mark said to me, 
you realize that at the end they get sick. Sorry, spoiler alert. They get sick just like the uh, Indians or the Native Americans. Um, they were able to survive when the the Europeans came over and got sick because they had built up an immunity to it. So it's a kind of an allegory to uh, like the coming to America, Christopher Columbus thing. That's all. Chris Columbus wrote Coming to America? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a fun fact. Fun fact. Um, um, what do you I'm think? Gonna, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I like this movie. I thought it was a pretty decent flick. I don't know. Um, I don't remember it all that well. I saw it in the theater. Thought it was just a fun little disaster movie. Uh, I remember on my way home, I was driving, and there was, like, heat lightning everywhere that looked exactly like the lightning in the movie that uh, that they woke up the aliens. So, you know, that was neat. And uh, I don't know. It came on TNT a few weeks ago, I think, and I watched probably half of it, and I felt like it held up. Um, it's not like, you know, like vintage Spielberg or anything, but it's, it's a decent movie. I don't know why you guys have to hate on it so much. Do you rank it above or below Earthquake? Um, see, well, I guess seeing as I have not seen Earthquake, I'm going to rank it above Earthquake. <laughs> All right, so it, it gets it's slotted at four now. What do you think? I mean, I think it's below Day After Tomorrow. I Are we updating the Google Doc because... No, we're just kind of doing it here. I guess we could update the Google Doc. Nah, so, I'm talking about top right five now. real quick. So our top five are... Number one, Tower of Inferno. Number two, none of those have seen. Nobody's seen. Deep Impact. Number three, The Day After Tomorrow. Number four, War of the Worlds. And number five, Earthquake. Yeah, I, I feel like Tower of Inferno has a reverse chicken salad effect right now. <laughs> All right, what's uh, what's next? <laughs> Our next is uh, this. You know, this one might have fallen under the maybes, and if it does, then we won't include it. There's my hand, and that's Cloverfield, the uh, J.J. Abrams. Uh, <laughs> It's about the, the, well, I don't, I mean, I think it works. It's about yeah. a monster that comes down from somewhere or up from somewhere and destroys New York. Um, and we see it all from a handheld camera perspective. Uh, I love this movie. I'll throw it out there. Do, do you, do you want to you wanna take this one, Mac? Uh, I haven't seen this movie. <sighs> Mac, you're killing us. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Also, uh, I, I am shocked that you have not seen this movie. So am I. Um, oh my! I'm surprised. So I, so I saw it in the theater. I loved it. I thought that the just a quick side note. I thought that the marketing for this movie was absolutely phenomenal. It was one of the best teasers I think I have ever seen. Oh, it was a great teaser. Um, because you had no idea what what, what was going on. J.J. Abrams likes to tease. Like what you were about to get into. Yep. Um, I'll say this. I do think it fits the mold of a disaster movie. One, and I think it's it's I think it bumps everything down. I, I think that th- this is one of my favorite disaster movies. I, I because this is the thing, you don't see the monster a lot, right? You see it a little bit towards the end, and that's it. But you 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 feel the destruction, and you feel the panic, and you see it off from a really unique perspective. Yeah, I mean I know we see a lot of the found footage movies that are filmed on handy cams, but. Uh, the way this is done, that it just kind of cuts in and out, and um, I think it's I think it works really well. Um, I, I'm a big fan. I wish I was what I was hoping would happen was that this would launch a series of movies about this 
same disaster, and they would tell it from all different perspectives. Like I thought they could tell a military perspective and which, which a couple I, other perspectives. Which I think was the intent at first. I, I, I think there was supposed to be a Cloverfield 2 where, like, somebody else in the handicap from a different perspective, but right. it just never came to fruition. Yeah, so, um, all right, with putting it at number one, Mac. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, from what you're saying, it takes the Jaws approach. Like, it holds the monster back, and yeah. there's just, like, a couple money shots. Yeah, and we're really not seeing that with Godzilla, which is the reason why we're doing this this podcast right now, is because Godzilla comes out on Friday, Uh we're not seeing the day after them. tomorrow. They're, yeah, exactly. They're not holding back showing the monster in Godzilla at all. I mean, you're seeing no. it right in the previews. No, and if anything, if you look at the the Asian previews, they're not holding back on on any of the monsters. Well, from what I've read though in reviews, like yeah, you see him in the trailers, but in the actual movie, they do keep him like at a minimum. Oh, hmm. well, they're, well, they're showing in the trailers to get the butts in the seats, but in the actual movie, you don't see him that often. I'll tell you one thing. My butt is going to be in that seat on Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on to your butts. Ooh. Oh, did we not include Jurassic Park? Is, is, is Jurassic Park on that list? I don't think it is. Oh, God. I don't think... Do you guys think Jurassic Park was a disaster movie? Uh, hold on to your butts. I don't think it is. Wait, hold on. Say it one more time, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could seriously just like listen to that, uh, like I like listen to Samuel Jackson saying that over and over again. Never get tired of it. I don't. I don't think I would put it as a disaster movie. You don't think it is? I don't. I don't know how I would put that movie actually, but I mean it. It, it checks some of the boxes, but I I feel like Jurassic Park two. Yeah. It, which one is the one where like, the dinosaur like goes to San Diego and he's like Lost yeah, World, the Lost hanging World, out? Yeah. I feel like that's more of a disaster movie. Yeah, because there's like buildings and stuff that gets knocked down. Also, a really awesome scene where the I think it's in Jurassic Park two where the the tour bus is like hanging over the ledge and the glass starts breaking. Yeah, it's actually a really well done scene. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this isn't a Jurassic Park podcast. All right, I, I well, wish. so we, are we good with Cloverfield at one? Uh, Bump and Towering Inferno off the pedestal down to number two. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, all right, next one. Another disaster movie. Twister. Came out in the 94. Twi- Twister and Shout. Twister. Uh, a different kind of disaster. We haven't seen any tornado movies yet. I Yeah, I feel like in, in the, in, you know, in the, the spirit of Earthquake, they should have just been called Tornado. Would have, would have Twister been and Twister is, you know... It's a little it could have been one of the board game movies that are becoming popular now. That would have yeah, been <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah, the Twister makers are probably pissed. They could have made this like gymnastics <laughs> movie. Um, so I, you know, I, I I hate to do this to Cloverfield, but I think this knocks everything again down. I mean, Twister. First of all, you look at the cast. Phenomenal cast. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in Twister. He is really. Yep. It's one of his first roles. Oh my god! Like, okay, then this is definitely number, this is number one so far for me. Like, like I, I mean, you you know my my affinity for films who are often like, like from from Helen Hunt to Bill Paxton. Like, I mean, th- th- this is just a, a, a fantastic cast. Um, I feel like it's it's one of the more iconic movies of the nineties. Like, I mean, when, when I, if, if you were to say name 20 movies from the 90s, I feel like Twister would be one of those movies. 
it was an event film. Yeah, another one of those movies that like everyone went to see. Uh, Twister is another one of those movies that has yeah. a really good uh, Universal Studios ride. Yes, that might not be there anymore, but it was really good a couple of years. Like, so was the cow? Did the cow fly by on the ride? Yes, it did. It okay. totally did. Because I also went to Universal Studios, same Universal Studios ride. Yeah, it's it's not really a ride; it's like a show, kind of. Yeah, okay. and there, there was some flying cow action. Nice. Oh, oh Jake Busey's in this movie. This Jake Busey. <laughs> that's that's my favorite Busey. He that's plays a, a mobile lab technician. Carrie, my second favorite Busey. Oh, Jeremy from, from Lost. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very happy having this high. I also think that this is one of those quintessential disasters. I mean, when you think of a disaster movie, this is what you think of. You don't think of a movie like, uh, well, all of these, actually, but um, this is you think of more as a disaster. Yeah. So, so you don't well, think, I think of, like, quintessential disaster movies. They're, like, natural disasters, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, not, not man-made disasters. Yeah, so. and, I mean, I'm kind of apathetic on this movie in general, but I'm okay putting it high on the list because it's kind of standard. Yeah, and, and I think to, to touch on something you said earlier before we get to the next one, like, I feel like this is one of those movies in the 90s that everybody saw in theaters. Yeah. So I, I think because of that, like, there was a odd, like, shared experience of, like, we all went to school on a Monday and said, hey, like, do you see Twister this weekend? Everybody said, yeah. Yeah. And and nobody said, oh, no, but it was spoiled for me on Twitter because that didn't make us wrong. So, Our childhoods were. So I, I do think I do think that you know the desire to see a movie in the theater is a big part of what makes it a disaster movie. If you're like, oh, I'll wait till it comes out on DVD or on Netflix, I feel like that that does knock it down a couple pegs. Okay. Yeah, because uh, again, if, if a disaster movie has the disaster as a part of it, you want to see that on a big screen, right? You 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 can wait you can wait to see a movie. In your living, you can wait to see the next Woody Allen movie in your living room, right? Like it's it's not going to take away from the experience. Roland Emmerich movie though, you want to see in the theater, yeah. Especially you, Mac. Definitely me. Yeah. You you, Mac. All right, back to the hat, and our next movie is. No, there we go. Titanic. All right, here we go. Here it is, folks. So, uh, so we had a little bit of email discussion around this movie earlier. Yeah. Um, it's so it, Anthony, you, you have some strong feelings. Why don't you kick it off? I, I have some strong yet conflicted feelings about this because it, it, we, we talked at the start of the pod about what is the first thing that comes to mind when we think of this movie. Um, and and to me, it's to me the first thing that comes to mind is a love story. I, I think when, if you were to ask most people, um, just a simple word association about Titanic, they would probably say the love story between Kate Winslet and, and Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Um, now, that being said, there are serious subplots in a lot of these other movies, but I feel like to, to some extent, this subplot May almost makes the the ship, the sinking ship, a a, a subplot. Right, and, and that's what I was going to say. The the disaster really happens in the background of this movie. Uh, you know, if this was a movie about the Titanic crashing, and the idea was it was about the the captain, and and trying not to let the ship dr- like sink, then it would be different. I I still, 
I, I, I told you earlier I'm a little conflicted also that I don't, I don't, well, not really conflicted. I just don't really think this is very much of a disaster movie. Um, but I think, you know, we're, we're kind of have different ways of classifying this. Mac? I, I think it is a disaster movie. It's, it's different. It's unorthodox. But I think it gets away with it in that typically in a normal disaster movie, you've got the first act is when they set up all the characters and the status quo and all that. And then in the second act is when you have the disaster hit and they're having to fight it. In this, in Titanic, that doesn't really happen until the third act, but they're able to get away with that because everybody knows this is going to happen. So they can they can afford to take longer setting it up because even even when they're like, you know, oh, they're hooking up in a car, oh, Billy Zane is chasing them with a gun <laughs> for some reason, like... In the back of your mind, you still know this ship is going to sink. If it wasn't a true story and you never and you didn't know that was going to happen, I think you guys would be right. But the fact that it's such a well-known story and that it's there in the back of your mind, like it's it's always a presence in the movie. The disaster is is looming. Yeah, I just feel like if we're going to classify this as a disaster movie, then I need to go rewrite and put Speed Two on this list. Cruise Control. <laughs> But but you don't know that that boat is going to crash into that dock for 20 minutes. <laughs> that, oh, I that's true. I that is so true. But I, I will say this, though. For, for the sake of argument, because that piece of paper was in the hat, because we, we didn't start off by debating whether or not it was a, a disaster movie, right? Let's, let's take it as it is as a disaster movie. Yeah. I think that when you put it up against any of the seven that we've listed thus far, I think you have to put it up at one. And, and, and this is why I say this. Because I think, I think there is a cultural significance and importance element to our rankings. We did that when we did sandwiches. We did that when we did um, cartoons. What's the most culturally important sandwich? You'll have to listen to find out. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, we're, we're not giving that shit away for free. Actually, we are. You can go to nattybros.com and get it for free, which is amazing. Um, I think if if there was one, like in my mind, the most culturally significant movie in the '90s was Titanic. Yes, but not the most culturally significant disaster. Like, if we're calling it a disaster movie, that's fine. But we talked before this that you know, if the movie is a quintessential disaster movie or not, it should get points based on that as well. And I think that while this is a culturally significant movie, A, it's not, you know, I don't think any of us think it's really that great of a movie, but also it's it's just not a, it's it's not what you would think of when you talk about disaster movie. It's, I don't think most people would put this in the same breath as movies like Twister or Deep Impact or Armageddon as disaster movies. So, so then, so then I think we either we take it out or we put it it, it goes somewhere close to the top. I mean, I, I put it above Towering Inferno. I, I'm fine putting it at three. Mac? Um, I mean, I, I, I still think it is a disaster film, like I said before. I, but on the other hand, I don't think it's that great. You know, it's it's not a movie I enjoy that much. Uh, technically, it's very well made. You know, it's well paced. It's got cool. It's got nicely staged action. But the story, I couldn't give two shits about. So, uh, I mean, did you like Towering Inferno better? Oh, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. I don't know how that's possible, but yes, <laughs> I enjoy Towering Inferno in my mind, 
better than Titanic. Um, to be fair, so, Jeremy really enjoys Towering Inferno. Well, that's ah, enough well, for me. In that case. Yeah. Can we re-rank that one at number one? <laughs> um, long reign. So, so let's, I mean, this, I, I, I think we both agree that Titanic goes above Towering Inferno. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I mean, there's still quite a few pieces of paper in, in, in the hat. Let's go ahead and move everything down, and then, and then I, I think we'll, we'll see some movement up, up top. But for now, uh, for those of you at home who are keeping track, we got Twister at one, Cloverfield at two, Titanic, sorry kids, at three. But we got more. Uh, so, next one, another one that I know we've all seen. Uh, a fantastic movie. I'm a big fan of this. Independence Day. Right at the top. The Reuben of Disaster Movies. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Strong words. Sorry. Strong Sink words. your teeth into it, folks. All right. This. Look, I did not live Snapchat Towering Inferno to you guys a couple months ago. Okay. But I did live Snapchat Independence Day. And if that is the quality of a, a good movie, I don't know what else. Uh, real, the realest to talk. I mean, I, I, I think it's a great movie, Mac. I mean, I'm, I'm fine putting this at number one. I'm not going to call it a great movie because, <laughs> frankly, it's not. But oh, I mean, <laughs> now, now hold on, now hold on. It, it's hard for me to say anything against Independence Day because I'm fairly certain I saw this three times opening weekend when it came out. <laughs> And it's <laughs> where did that go? <laughs> I keep dropping the next piece. Of <laughs> All right. Well, no, I mean, I mean, Soul Bloom, Will Smith in his prime Will Smithiness. I mean, it, it it did lack the crucial element of the Will Smith theme song tie-in. I was <laughs> just gonna say, why didn't he do a theme song for this? There movie? should have been an Independence Day rap, but. So, I mean, no. This is the movie. If it's on T, if it's on TNT, I'm gonna watch it. Like, I'm gonna know all the lines. I mean, I think those are those are two of the biggest qualities. Yes, yeah, done. We also see the we see the White House blow up, which is huge. And and there's a dog. There is a a critical yeah. dog in that movie. Very crucial dog, golden retriever. Yeah, jumping in front of a fireball. Yeah, somehow outrunning a fireball. Yeah, sort yeah. of. It, it looks more like a, a screen that is green, but... Air Bud quality on that golden that retriever. That might have been Air Bud. Ooh. We don't know that wasn't Air Bud. Ooh, that's like, that's like the De Niro of golden retrievers. There's no there. reason to think that was not Air Bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one, this is, uh, you know, we talked about historical disaster movies with Titanic. This is the most historical disaster, arguably. Uh, and this came out about a month ago or two. Noah starring Russell Crowe. <laughs> Just based on historical and, and real cultural significance when the flood happened, I gotta put this movie. I don't know. I don't know where to put this because I didn't see it. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I feel like the. I mean, this is probably still in theaters. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Yeah. Neither. Did Did you see it, Mac? No. You know what? Like to be, I would actually be fine, like not even putting this on the board, because one, no, like I I, I don't even have anything to say about this. I have nothing to say about this. 
Like, I don't even think I read the full Grantland review of this. Like, that's how little I cared about this movie. Wow. And Emma I mean, Watson's in it. I Emma actually kind of want to see this movie. I care so little about this movie that Emma Watson's in it, and I did not see it. I also care more about this movie than, than you do. Uh, you know, historical significance, but uh, also <laughs> because we get to see a bald Russell Crowe looking like a badass, and Darren Aronofsky in this movie. Yeah. I will... Uh, I mean, then why I haven't think, we seen it? Because ticket prices are twelve bucks. Oh God! Oh, with your twelve bucks. I'm gonna. I'm sure I'll watch this movie at some point. Uh, I'm not like the biggest Aronofsky fan, but I think anything he does is probably worth watching. Um, side note: Fun fact: Noah, number one boy's baby name of 2013. I found <laughs> out yesterday. I have never met a Noah in my life. You need to meet more Jews, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and on that note... Um, let's just put it at 10 for now. Yeah. yeah let's, just, let's just let it bring up the rear. Wow. Two of every piece of paper in front of it. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, let's go to our next one. Another 90s disaster movie uh, starring Pierce Brosnan. It's got Sarah Connor and James Bond in it. Yeah. Dante's Peak. Um, now, I, I think this came out, I think there were a slew of volcano-esque movies, maybe mostly revolving around volcanoes. By slew, you mean One may have been called Volcano. Yeah. Yes. A slew rhymes with two, so. Mm. Yes. Two of them. Okay. Um, I, I don't really have any thoughts on Dante's Peak. I remember, I remember it was entertaining. I mean, it's, it's kind of your, your generic, uh, disaster movie, I feel like. I think at one point they were in a vehicle and were running away from lava. Correct? That's all I remember. Go ahead and say yes, that happened. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I remember from that movie. Uh, so where do we put? Where do we place this one? Uh, you know, do you think it's somewhere near the bottom? Or are we putting this above Noah, above Earthquake? What's what's put it? Where's Earthquake at? I, I, earthquake at is nine. at nine. For the okay, for the benefit of those of us in Virginia who can't see the list. I, 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 I think that we put it above Earthquake only because this has Bond and Sarah Connor in it. All right. Does it go above Where are the Worlds? No. Mm. i got to say no. I'm fine with it going above Where are the Worlds. Oh, so I, I the cider. As, yeah. yeah, as the person who enjoyed War of the Worlds, i got to say that even the presence of Bond and Sarah Connor, like... <laughs> I think it's above Where are the Worlds. Oh. All right. I, I, either way, we have we have Noah off the board. Is it above uh, Day After Tomorrow? God, I really hated Day After Tomorrow. I like, yeah, I think it's above Day After Tomorrow. Mac, I think it's above Day After Tomorrow, but below <laughs> War of the Worlds. That's the that's the blessing and the that. curse. That's the blessing and the curse of this format. I yeah. actually think it's below Day After Tomorrow, but two out of three said above. Is it above Deep Impact? No. Um, I'm going to, again, haven't seen Deep Impact. Confident no. Great. <laughs> right, right. All right. So our our bottom five is Earthquake at 10, followed by War of the Worlds, Day After Tomorrow, Dante's Peak, Deep Impact, and number five is Towering Inferno. Get it. Next movie on the board. Oh, this is... This is a hot one. Hot, hot folks. It's close to the sun. Hot. 
Armageddon. Actually, tactically, I think it was a little further away from the sun. Uh, you're right, it was kind of cold, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, cold, cold takes right here. I am a huge Armageddon fan. It's got a great cast. I always have been a defender of Armageddon. Defenders of Armageddon. Number one for me. I I I want to I want to hold off until I hear from Mac here. All right. Well, I I would not even put this one on the list. Like I mean, it's it's obviously a disaster movie. Not that it doesn't qualify, but I think it's an absolutely horrible movie. And I have never made it all the way through this movie. I've when it, I remember the summer of 1998, falling asleep when they're like ramping moon buggies across an asteroid and Steve Buscemi gets space dementia and twice I tried to make it through. Twice I fell asleep in this movie. Who, who booked this guy? As this, I mean, this, this is like, it, it's all the reasons that Michael Bay is terrible in this movie. Oh, it's just the best like, Michael Bay. Oh no, the best Michael Bay is clearly The Rock. It's his only watchable movie. That that, that's actually yeah. very true. That's actually very true. Um, Armageddon is when I like thought to myself, maybe this guy's not so great because I was a big fan of The Rock and I was excited for Armageddon. And I don't, it and this movie actually came on yesterday and I watched about twenty minutes of Armageddon. Like ironically, at the part where I would always fall asleep earlier when they're like trying to get off the asteroid at the end or trying to blow it up, and it's it's just not good. It was the movie of that summer. It, it, not only that, it had the music video of that summer. Yeah, like if we're and, bring and the song, like, song like into this, it's not going to get any better. You you cannot escape Armageddon that year, like, and it was one of the more formative summers of our childhoods. I mean, there there are there were in the early 20th century, people couldn't escape polio, but that doesn't mean that it's that it's a good what thing. You, what do you have against our childhoods, Mac? The people want to know. Answer. There's a scene of Ben Affleck yelling at Bruce Willis that he loves him. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a scene of Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler having a romantic interaction around an animal cracker. With animal crackers, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I've always wanted to recreate that scene, but I never can find animal crackers, all right? As someone who has recreated that scene, it's even worse in real life. With with Mandy, is that is that, is that like a like a like a Mandy thing? <laughs> no comment. He's Does asleep. Mandy like human crackers instead of animal crackers. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh wow, you just had that queued up. Um, all I right, think it's better than Deep Impact, so I'm okay putting it above Deep Impact. I'm okay putting this below Titanic. Ooh, I'll put, I'll put this below everything. Yeah. So. yeah, hot hot takes, folks. This one's going above Towering Inferno. I'm okay with that, too. And since here on the Natty Bros Podcast, we are all about majority rules. Two out of three say above Towering Inferno, below Titanic. I would put it above Titanic, but Mac? I, I would put it below everything. Like, <laughs> All right. Jeez. <laughs> Tough crowd. Your new number five is Armageddon. We only have a couple more to go. Great. Look at that. We're getting to the end of the world. And this is not yet the end, but next movie, this is the end. 
So I really like this movie. And, and I know it's to some degree kind of a parody, but not really. Um, I feel like it does fulfill the the criteria of what a disaster movie is, right? You've got a small band of friends slash frenemies um, who are, are dealing with an ongoing disaster. Um, it kind of loses me at the end. Like, I feel like it starts off really strong, and then, like, the air just continues to seep out of the balloon until it's kind of a crappy movie at the end. Um the cast is phenomenal, obviously. I, I I like Danny McBride. I like all those guys. I don't like Danny McBride. I know I like you don't like Danny McBride. I, I just said that to poke at you. Um, I feel like this is a solid... I, I feel like this is below Armageddon, but above Towering Inferno. Mac? That? Oh. Oh, me. All right. Uh... I also really like this movie. Um, I would place it high, but not at the top because I just don't feel like it is, you know, again, like a quintessential disaster movie, but no. it is very disaster-y. Uh, I also really enjoyed Neighbors, side note, which I did a podcast on on this network last night. Um, but I think it's hilarious. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot. I agree that maybe it shouldn't be ranked incredibly high just because it's not... It's it is a disaster movie, but it's first and foremost a comedy. So, I don't know. I, I would put it, I don't know. What's the list at? I mean, I would put it above Cloverfield at number oh. three. I, I, I could, I don't know if I could do it above Cloverfield. I could do it right below Cloverfield, but above Titanic. I'm fine with that, because, again, I haven't seen Cloverfield, but I feel like it's probably more of a, a quintessential right. disaster movie. I, I hate to break this to you, but War of the Worlds off the board. No. Um, so so to, to recap where we are, folks, Independence Day at 1, Twister at 2, Cloverfield 3, This is the End for Titanic at 5, Armageddon 6, Towering Inferno, Staying Strong at 7, Deep, Deep Impact 8, Dante East 9, Bring It Up the Rear, Day After Tomorrow. I do like the fact that we still have at least one movie on this list that none of us have seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. J- just, just a pure conjecture and speculation. It's kind of the probably great. It's a line, I feel like, or something. I don't know if the Mendoza line. Is. That's, that's okay. Well, let's go with it. All right, next movie. We already talked about Dante's Peak, the the sister movie to Dante's Peak, Volcano, with uh, <laughs> with Tommy Lee Jones. The uh, it, it's the White House down to Dante's Peaks. Olympus has fallen. <laughs> yes. It really is. Or actually, no, reverse that. Yeah, reverse that. Yeah, strike that. Reverse it. It doesn't even belong on the board. Mac? I haven't seen it. I saw that. You know what? I have seen the end. You know the scene where, like, all the survivors, like, gather together at the end of every disaster movie, and they hug, and, like, you know, it's like a little catharsis for what they just went through. I've seen that, and uh, it was bad, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like there should be I wish there was a website that just had like the last five minutes of every disaster movie like if you're fine not being spoiled where you could just see like oh, okay so this is how it ends like like I feel like like I could just get general closure from disaster movies by just seeing like how I think the part of the disaster movie that I least want to see is the end um, I like to see the stuff blowing up uh, I just I kind of like seeing what, what happens yeah yeah you know, do you guys remember a movie called Turbulence? I I remember it. I feel like I had forgotten about this movie 
in like 1998, and then I had not thought about it until it came on probably, let's say, TNT the other day, <laughs> and I walked in and my roommate was watching it, and it was the end, so I watched like the last 20 minutes of it, and the end of this movie, the whole like reunion scene at the end when everyone's okay, it's the exact scene from Die Hard 2. They just copied <laughs> Die Hard 2, which itself is pretty much Die Hard 1. Um. I also remember there was another movie that came out right around Turbulence called Terminal Velocity. I think they had the same poster. Ooh. Terminal there Velocity. Also, yeah, there was. I remember like speed lines and like people in some sort of seat or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's also Passenger 57, which is right. different, and Executive Decision. I yeah. Executive Decision. Little, yeah. We could do a whole top ten list of airplane movies. Yes. Well, of course, Air Force One would be number one. Spoiler alert. Ooh. Ooh. Con Air. Controversy. Just All right. Yeah. Con Air. Ladies and gentlemen, stay, that, tuned. stay tuned for our, our top ten movies that took place on airplanes, including Snakes on a Plane, which would be up there as well. Okay. All right, well, this is one that probably had airplanes in it in some form, and there's probably been about 20 of these movies, so this is going to be a fun one to rank. Godzilla in all forms. Not counting this new Godzilla. So... So let's just pretend that the Matthew Broderick Godzilla... Never happened, right? Whoa. Like, <laughs> um, so I think that this has to go above Cloverfield because I I think without this Cloverfield doesn't exist, and without Godzilla, a lot of these movies don't don't exist. Um, I mean, I I think I think the fact that it keeps getting remade, like in in various like incarnations, shows the power of the brand, and I think shows how. Uh, how influential it's been um, for for decades. So I think you know it's it's almost a little unfair because you're talking about almost. I mean, you could rank Godzilla movies. It's very, it'd be very easy to rank Godzilla movies. But I think as a franchise, I mean, it, I think it's a top three. Um, and I, I I mean I, I would put it I would put it above Cloverfield and below Twister. Mac, I I think I'd have to put this pretty pretty high on the list. Maybe maybe above Twister. I mean, partially because I wasn't a huge fan of Twister. But again, uh, full disclosure, I have never seen an entire Godzilla movie. <laughs> um, I also haven't seen a whole Godzilla movie. I, I've seen probably a third of the Broderick one on, you know, let's say TNT, and. <laughs> I've seen a lot of the original, um, both the American version and the and the Japanese original. But there's a lot of weird Godzilla movies, like really weird. I was watching clips today at work just in preparation for the podcast, and I saw one that came out apparently in like 2004 or something where it was a Japanese Godzilla movie where the original style Godzilla fights the Matthew Broderick Godzilla like they brought it back for a cameo in this other Godzilla movie, and <laughs> Japanese Godzilla kicks its ass in like less than thirty seconds. It it like tail whips it into the Sydney Opera House, which like explodes. And <laughs> because the Sydney Opera House is made of like dynamite. Yeah. So based on that scene alone, I'm gonna rank all Godzilla movies at number two. <laughs> okay, yeah. You sold me. 
Even though, you know, I, I, I've never seen a Godzilla movie either. Um, and I don't know if there's really ever been a Godzilla movie that's been good. Uh, up never. until this one coming out this weekend, which I think is going to be really good. Works solid. People, people like the original. Um, that is a well-regarded film. Yeah. How many, how many more have we got in there? Four. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to it. Ooh, this is a good one. This is, my, this is one that I feel like I'm going to defend you guys are going to like. Uh, this one is clearly fiction because the year passed 2012. I love 2012. I think it's. I, I'm a big fan of all the Roland Emmerich movies, though. 2012 and Day After Tomorrow are basically the same movie. Though. It's essentially the same thing. What about 2000 um, BC? Wasn't that that was Roland Emmerich? Yeah, I never saw that one. So yeah, that wasn't a yeah. disaster. Um. Yeah, it, I mean it was okay. Like it, it's it was solid HBO fodder, but. I don't know. Like, I really didn't think it had any significance to it. Like, John Cusack is the lead. I, yeah, I, I'm aware. And at one point, there's like a plane, and it's taken off, and like, everything's falling beneath it. I don't know. It's it's fine, but I, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't say it's top ten. Mac. Again, never saw it. Um, John Cusack's okay, I guess, but. Can we put it above Dante's Peak at number 10? Yeah, let's knock Dante's Peak off. Can we also put it above Deep Impact at number 9? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put it... Let's let's move Deep Impact to 10 and move uh, 2012 to 9. I'm I'm fine with that. We will not put it above Towering Inferno. No. 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 God forbid. Next one. Uh, Another one of these historical ones. I think Mac is the only one who's seen this. The Poseidon Adventure. Oh. Expunge. Yeah, I will expunge all over this. Um, <laughs> the Poseidon Adventure, fun fact, uh, I believe that was my parents' first date was going to see the Poseidon Adventure, so it's an appar- it's a extremely important movie to me. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I may not exist. Um, but I have seen it a couple times. Um, it's an enjoyable film. It's, 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 again, like, it's kind of a template disaster movie from the 70s where you have, like, the very diverse group of people who, like, are suddenly thrown in a crazy situation and they have to learn to work together, even though Gene Hackman's kind of a dick, and everything's upside... It's, like, literally... When you think of what happens in a disaster movie, the world is turned upside down, right? Like, everything is different. In this movie, it's literally the boat is upside down, so there's kind of, like, a a weird, like... uh, I guess, expressionistic thing going on there. And, I don't know. It's a fun, enjoyable popcorn movie. So, 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 so th- th- this is, this is my, my only, my only thing I'll, I'll add to this. I've never seen this movie. Um, and I honestly, full disclosure, did not really know what it was about. I assumed it was about Greek, like Greek mythology and some sort of an adventure. Nope. But it is not, at all. No. Um, and I thought it was like some sort of, like, Lightning bolts being thrown and like Athena with a shield or whatever. Not at all. That's Clash of the I would I would watch that movie. Yeah, no. And but like I I feel like like Upside Down Boat would have been like a good like descriptive title. But side adventure. When I think of adventure, I don't think of like being trapped in a boat, right? Like well, that doesn't I mean, that's not like adventure to me. If okay, all right, Anthony, say you're on a boat. 
and a rogue wave comes along and flips your boat upside down, and the only way you can survive is to crawl to the bottom of the boat, which is now at the top, and claw your way out of it faster than the boat is sinking. Would you not call that an adventure? No, I would call that a disaster, which is why it's on this list. An adventure would be like if the three of us, like, trekked cross-country and, met, and, like, met interesting people and, like, got into zany situations. That's an adventure. So adventures That's are positive. Adventure. You, you're like, okay, adventure is positive, disaster is yeah. Oh, I think we're onto something here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think an adventure can be That's, can be harrowing this, like that. Like a boat like, hole? That's not an adventure. If this That's was, scary as shit. If this was an adventure, it should be called The Secret Life of Poseidon Mitty. Jesus Christ. What's in this podcast? I gotta go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well... I mean, for I'm, max okay. significance, I'm okay putting this at 10, just because we would be able to do this podcast if Poseidon didn't. Yeah, so, yeah. It's got to be on the list. It's and so on Deep Impact. Side note, side note, uh, it has a, I'm not going to say young, because I don't think he was ever young, but a younger Leslie Nielsen as the captain of the boat Ooh. in a serious dramatic role that lasts about two minutes. But what's great about Leslie Nielsen in dramatic roles is he's still... You're so used to him being deadpan funny that when he says there's a rogue wave coming to flip the boat over, like, it's, it's kind of funny. Did you see the remake? I did not see the remake. I did not. Oh, it, it's, got, it's got Richard Dreyfuss, Kurt Russell, Josh Lucas. Fergie! It's got Fergie in it, you guys. Was that, was that Wolfgang Peterson that directed that? It was. Very good. It, okay. Yeah. He, likes his, he likes his boat movies. He's a boat guy. Yeah. yeah. And let us and let us never speak of that again. <laughs> he, uh, this one's only about a third of the length of uh, Das Boot, though. Yeah. All right. All right. So at number 10, we have Poseidon Adventure, uh, which is just below 2012 at number 9. And moving on, we only have two left. Uh, and this is one we talked about earlier, Pacific Rim. Does Pacific Rim make this list? Yeah. I think so. I, I I really enjoy Pacific Rim. I mean, we we both saw it in theater. I think we saw it together. Potentially. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, huge if true. Um, but I liked in the theater, and I just saw it on HBO last week, week, couple weeks ago. I thought it was great. Like, I thought it was a really solid movie. It's, it is one of those movies where, you know, they, they do a good job developing characters. Um, the you know the disastrous action is really well done, um, yeah. I, I good good comedic element to it. You got Charlie from It's Always Sunny laughing it up with some British dude. Come on, I mean we're canceling the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, they, that's the main line. You know the big the big catchphrase from that movie. That's his Bill Pullman line. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I you know I think just like this is the end. I think that Pacific Rim loses a little bit of points for you know quintessential disaster movie-ish because it just doesn't have it for the whole movie, just for the, the first half hour. Um, so I'd put it right around where this is the end is, or on number five. Um, so, so this, this, this is what I'm going to... This, this is what I'm going to propose. We, we take Towering Inferno out. We just completely take Towering Inferno out of eight, and we put Pacific Rim at eight. 
I, I would rank it higher than that because I don't know. I I really enjoyed this movie. Again, you know. So so what 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 if we moved Armageddon to eight and put Pacific Rim in at seven? It's absolutely better than Armageddon. Um, <laughs> surprise. Uh, I would put it. I'd put it as high as being above. This is the end. But so I put it above. This is the end. So Where, what do we have above? This is the end right now. Cloverfield, Twister, Godzilla in all forms, and Independence Day. Yeah, and then and then below that we've got This is the End, Titanic, Armageddon, Towering Inferno. I mean, look, I, I know this is going to kill our our, our viewers. It, it, it's it's going to be very painful for us. Sorry, Brandon. Um, yeah. Hey guys, let's take Towering Inferno out. Let's 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 move Armageddon and Titanic. And this is the end down, and and plop, and plop uh, Pacific Rim in there. That's fine with me. Awesome. I think as part of this, we need to make a pact to see Towering Inferno sometime in the near future. Yeah, yeah. As to soon, give it its fair due. Yeah, as as soon as we see um, what, what's what's the other movie we got to see? Oh with, man, with, with so John, Johnny, what's his name? The, oh, oh, uh, Point Break. Yeah, as soon as we see Point Break. Well, Anthony's never seen Point Break. I've never seen Point Break. You know, you know, I've only seen a couple scenes from it. What are you doing? Uh, this is me putting my hand in the middle so we can make our pact. Oh, oh. <laughs> right, go. There, go. Ah. there we go. All I right, I was doing it weird. <laughs> and we're on to our last movie. Uh, I think this is another quintessential disaster movie. Uh, sharks in a tornado. This is a TV movie, Sharknado. So. So I feel like of all the movies that that we've that we've talked about, this is the first one to go viral, right? Like like this movie was just another of like the chum that sci-fi puts out to basically fill airtime, but like this thing went super viral super quick. Um, now, now granted, a lot of these movies are from the '90s and there wasn't such thing as going viral. But I think because this was like one of the first disaster movies that really went viral, there's a like a societal importance element to it. As it's silly as it sounds, hey, that Sharknado is societally important. Has the has the uh, the Library of Congress picked this up yet for preservation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, you know, this is highfalutin stuff we're talking here. Um, but I don't know, like. You know, it's it's kind of a crap movie on a small budget, but but they they basically made this for for Twitter retweets and Facebook clicks. Like it, it's it's kind of brilliant in, in, in its its odd approach. Like and they've already renewed it for two more movies. Yeah, they haven't even had the second one come out yet. I mean, we don't even know the full NATOist of the shark. Like it can it can tornadoes could be bigger, sharks could be deadlier. Who knows? So where where do we want to put this? Do we think this is Mac? Do you have any thoughts on Sharknado? I wish it had a less ambiguous title because I really, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> so vague. No, really, I, I have, have, most of the movies on this don't. Oh, well, I could say I was going to say a lot of them have pretty standard titles. Yeah, they have very like to the point titles, like oh, it's yeah. a shark, shark so, in so, a tornado. But I didn't. I again, I haven't seen Sharknado, and 
I feel like we're going to end up with a list of 10 movies I haven't seen, but uh, I don't know. The the thing that, again, without having seen it, that I have against this movie is I feel like it's too self-consciously bad, you know? For me to enjoy a bad movie, I have to have that pleasure of knowing they were trying to make a good movie. Oh, no, they were not at all. I mean, Tara Reid is is the star of the movie. Right, and and so it's they know they're in on the joke that it's going to be bad, and to me that is less appealing to me than, say, like The Room, where you've got someone who is really trying hard to make something great. (laughs) And then, I mean, he did, obviously. So, so, So with that in mind, this is my question. Is this a parody? No. Again, I haven't seen it, but it, it seems like if, if they're going to call it a parody, it's it's a cop-out in that, like, we just couldn't... Oh, we, we could just call it a parody, and then everything is supposed to be funny, you know? Gotcha. I also don't think they were as in on the joke as you think they were. Hmm. Like, it's not... I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's also, like... It's not, like, out of the realm of what sci-fi movies are. It's, it's not. on sci-fi. Yeah. It's just that it's... Uh, it was picked up and went a little bit more viral. The marketing behind it did a really good job. Yeah, right. And so, the marketing so, is what said, like, you know, the tagline was just enough said, like, mm-hmm. which yeah. is clearly like that's you know, poking fun. The director didn't come up with that tagline. Right. So, so I'm fine keeping this off the board. Like, I think for for the most part, like, you know, Shark the Puss could have been the movie that that like jumped up on on Twitter, and we'd be talking about Shark the Puss, like. I think that this is it's a it was a social media phenomenon for like a couple of days and then that was it. I I don't think like like this above Towering Inferno it doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I say we we keep it off the board, which I think means that our list is set. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm okay with that. I I would like to see this make the board, but I can understand leaving it off. It's a lot different than some of the other movies. Yeah. Um, I would I would throw out you know swapping it for. 2012, but 20, I don't know. 2012 was was made to be a disaster movie. I don't yeah, know. And, and and I think as far as like big blockbuster disaster movies go, like again when we talk about pure unadulterated, this is a disaster movie. Like 2012 just fits the mold so well that like it's very hard to leave it off the list. So, and, and, like, and you know, they just marked it. Like, everything about it just stunk of disaster movie. Yeah. So should we should we go through this list, g- give, it, give it one more rundown for the folks at home? Yeah. Mac, are you, uh, are you good with that? Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I mean, I'm interested to find out what's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and, Mac, you, you know, you, of course, did, uh, you haven't seen some of these movies, and you do, not, uh, you do not endorse this list with your own personal credibility at all. Well, I mean, I mean, like it, it, it's this is the collaborative work of three people, so you know, none of us is going to be completely okay with it. Exactly. Yes. This is this is why this is not going on any of our personal culturalist accounts. This is going on our Natty Bros culturalist account. Perfect. Exactly. Endorsed by the podcast. At number ten, the movie that made Mac happen, Poseidon Adventure. Uh, at nine, we have uh, a year that was uh, relatively mediocre for everybody. I don't know, but also a mediocre film, 2012. At number eight, uh, I don't want to miss a thing of our podcast, Armageddon. And number seven, it was a Titanic success in theaters. It was also Titanic. <laughs> 
at number six. Don't let this title confuse you. We still have a little bit more to go on this podcast. This is the end. Um. <laughs> that may have been a rim shot, but number five is Pacific Rim. That's the last one, I promise. <laughs> at number four, I have nothing funny to say about this one. So, Cloverfield. At number three, a little bit of a little bit of tongue twister there at four for you, but not here. Number three is Twister. At number two, the reason why we made this podcast, because this remake is coming out this weekend, Godzilla. And at number one, uh, we will not go silently into the night. We will not go whatever without a fight. We will finish this podcast. We're going to survive. Weeks, We're gonna it is our Independence Day. <laughs> so our number one disaster for <laughs> Thank you, Mac, for producing the, uh, yeah. the sound effects on that. Independence Day is our number one disaster movie as rated by the Natty Bros podcast. Yes. Um, and, and with that, uh, and any any final thoughts on this? Any 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 conclusions for you? We wrap it all up. Mac, anything you want? First of all, a big thanks to Mac for for hopping on the pod tonight. Um, and, I'm glad, uh, yeah. I'm glad I could contribute so like heartily with my knowledge of all these movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and for my for speculation. Bringing, uh, yeah, for bringing a dog into it too. That 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 was that was fantastic. As as we saw, the dog is important. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that dog, by the way, getting better sleep than any of us will ever. So she's out. She's out. Um, How do you feel about this list, just overall, Mac? I mean, I it, it's pretty decent list. I'm actually now see now I want to go see a lot of the movies on this list now that I've ranked them. Um, and you should. I, I feel like we should watch Towering Inferno. Yes, yes. That we should that probably one. we should probably watch Earthquake. I know it's not on a list anymore, but you know. And I feel like you should definitely watch Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yeah, Cloverfield's been on my list for a while. I feel bad I haven't seen it. Um, I apologize. Uh, you know, okay. I basically I, I would like to go back and watch a lot of the movies that got knocked off, so that hopefully I can come back later and eventually move Armageddon completely off the list. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. It, it, it's a, a very single-minded approach to this, and that is sink Armageddon to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's, that's my one issue. Gotcha, Zach. Anything you wanna you wanna close with? No, I, I think this is great. I think we're gonna come back at you with some more top ten lists. We're going to try to do these on a more regular basis than uh, once every six months. Yeah, no, we uh, yeah, the, the, the bros are very much back uh, again. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Natty Bros. Uh, you can email us nattybrospodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, nattybros.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, folks. Uh, we all know that you're on the book. Uh, it's facebook.com slash nattybros. Um, we're going to be doing more of these, you know, uh, and if you haven't already, visit culturalist.com. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll have some, some more updates on, on our own culturalist, um, page. Um, but a, a great website to, to make your own list, to debate list. Um, and, and we're going to be doing more of these, more of these podcasts based on, um, what you'll find on our culturalist page. Um, and, uh, again, tweet us, let us know, uh, on Facebook, on email, what you want to see us debate. Yeah, and uh, let us know what you didn't like. Do you think the Titanic should be the number one disaster movie? Uh, did we screw up by not talking about the Poseidon Adventure remake, just called Poseidon? Uh, yeah. Tell us. 
tweeted us. That actually, I feel like Anthony would enjoy that better because they took adventure right out of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably still a lack of Greek gods, which is a little confusing to me. But see, the I mean, called the Poseidon. Yeah, I mean, some may consider Kurt Russell a Greek god, so it's all it's all a bit of a wash. All right, well, with that, I guess we'll close out and uh, say YOLO. YOLO. Uh, YOLT. YOLT. <laughs>